Here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday Takes on Takes edition of the show. Kyle, we started this thing off with a little voice crack there on the Rumble, and um, hopefully the rest of the show goes better. Yeah, it's all uphill from here. That's the good news. Jeez, Can't get any worse than a crack on the, uh, the rolling. I had like so much audio recording last night i think my voice is still bouncing back from talking for like four hours this is your flu game no (laughs) whenever i say it's my flu game it's gonna matter a lot that's what i'll say okay i got you yeah i got you hopefully i never have my flu game so there's that i had like a flu week you did after the senior bowl this past year um I'm glad we are taking a break from the positional group just because I'm dreading talking about the tight ends this year. Oh, um, so I'm deeper. I'm finishing up. I found some day three guys I like, and and that's probably not that exciting because they are kind of role players. But I think that's where you have to go into that. This class is not sitting there saying, hey, we're going to get our impact starter. You know, it's like, hey, right. we're going to get that guy that we can run 12 personnel with or like a versatile guy that can be a multifaceted guy in terms of where he lines up whether it's not this year you're not i got a couple of those i got three i was planning on writing about it for wednesday oh good yeah look forward to it i have uh no first or second round grades in the entire class this year oh yeah me neither yeah they start in the third round there's two of those yeah one two three yeah tune in for tomorrow's draft dudes where we shit all over the tight ends class yeah can't wait all right so takes on takes today (laughs) yeah uh do you want the first one here from Nick? He's a Bills fan, right? So it should probably go to you. Sure. Yeah, I'll take it. What's up, Nick? Okay. Take from Nick. Uh, take. The Washington Redskins will pass on both Chase Young and Jeff Akuda to instead draft Isaiah Simmons at two overall. This is bold, You got, you got, you got a layup to start the show. Nick, Nick, my guy, this is bold. If the If the Redskins don't take Chase Young or Jeff Akuda, it's because right. they're taking a, a quarterback, right? They're, they have they have determined that Dwayne Haskins is not their answer, and they are taking probably Tua. So I would say that in in the event that the Redskins don't pass, they, they don't take Young or Kuda, it's got to be got to be a quarterback. As much as I love Simmons, uh, Francis with a Browns uh, emoji, so a Browns fan here, and that's that's fun to know that right going into these takes, right? You know <laughs> who you're getting it from. Yeah, and so it, explains, it explains quite a bit here with this one. Right, and it's interesting, but uh, he says, take the Baltimore Ravens should trade up with both their first and second round picks. For who? Want to know for who? So if they trade up in the first from 28, yep. who would make sense for them to go get? Uh, Chase on. Cesar Ruiz. Like one of those Ruiz. receivers. I'd like Ruiz in that offense. Um, 
Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray. Here's the deal. If if you want to justify as the Ravens using your draft picks to go up and get guys because you think you're only one or two pieces away, I'm fine with it. I don't have clear and compelling candidates that they need to go up and get. And I, I don't think I would give up a one and a two in the same move to jump up a real high for one player. Yeah. But if they want to nickel and dime their way up in both of those spots to kind of jostle up the board a little bit in both the first and second round, then sure. Go ahead. I get nervous about teams accelerating their curve. And I think that's what we saw happen with the Rams. And no, this isn't the same thing. Okay. I'm not, it's not a one for one, but when you get outside of a typical cycle of adding, adding talent and um, mortgaging away talent at low cost, you know, I think you mess with your cycle in terms of how your contracts hit. And, and I, that would make me nervous because I think the Baltimore Ravens are really set up to add some, some good pieces in this draft in terms of rookies that are on, on low, low salary cap figures. And I'd, I'd want to sit there and, and just get good players that are at low cost instead of less good players that are at low cost. Well, I think the the thing here with this life cycle is you've got a quarterback on a rookie contract. So get as much talent regardless of cost around that. And then when the time comes to reassess, your rookie or your quarterback's contract, then you reassess the rest of the roster as well. You you pretty routinely see this though. You know what I mean? It's like you you've got you know you've got a competitive answer at quarterback, so it's like all right, chips are in. We're in. Yeah. Yeah. Just that. kind of the natural way of business, I guess. Uh take from Jeremy. The Arizona Cardinals will pass on the great offensive tackle class after re-signing Marcus Gilbert and re-signing Justin Murray and draft CD Lamb to maximize Kingsbury's air Kingsbury's air raid system. So, I do think that they're going to pass on offensive tackle potentially, but I don't think it would be for a wide receiver. I think if they pass on an offensive tackle, they're going to get a defensive player. Whether that's Isaiah Simmons falling down the board a little bit, maybe they want to get another defensive lineman in, in Javon Kinlaw or Derek Brown. Um. I would say that wide receiver would be – I think their their pecking order is offensive tackle slash defense and then receiver after they acquire New Hopkins and they have you know, some of those guys they drafted last year and plus Fitzgerald, obviously not a long-term answer. But I think they have enough there that this will be a, a uh, offensive lineman or defensive player, in my opinion. All right, Vontel wants to get our, our minds spinning here. Jeez. Yeah. Which of these things would you most likely be confident in happening? Russell Wilson winning MVP next season. Okay. Bills making the AFC championship next season. Okay. Or winning a boxing match against Adam Gase. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's let's work through this systemically. <laughs> Russell Wilson winning the MVP. Very realistic outcome. Yes. I like but, that. But, Joe, you have always promoted take the field in these instances well we know what the field well yeah all right so I, I might lean towards taking the field here bill's making the afc championship next season i know you're never going to commit to that because you're a bills fan right you you yeah. don't want to put that bad juju on your own team a team oh. that has had limited playoff postseason success in the last 20 years yeah i'd say i'm i'm, I'm unlikely to be on board with agreeing with that and I am not going to agree with it because it's Buffalo and misery loves company. So if I can't have it, you can't have it either. 
What? You could be an objective analysis. No. Which makes the home run slam dunk choice winning a boxing match against Adam Gase. For for you? For both of us. I just went through it. I um I am not putting I don't know. I don't think so. Here and this is gonna sound like the least manly thing I'll ever say in my entire life. I don't know what Adam Gase's boxing ability is. I can tell you that I've had no training in boxing and I've seen, I've seen, I've watched boxing. There's, there's skill involved here. It's not just like, Hey, this guy's not like that much of a physical specimen specimen. Yeah. I can land a punch on his face and knock him out. Like, I don't know that I can do that. And I don't know where Adam Gase is at. Like I'm, I'm pretty uncomfortable with that one, to be honest with you. Really? Yes. I don't know if I can beat up Adam Gase. I have no idea. Maybe, Maybe it's because he didn't coach your team. (laughs) <laughs> if this was Rex Ryan, it's, it's a shoe and I'm knocking his ass out. Right? Okay, well, that's where I'm coming from with Adam Gase. <laughs> but yeah, I, do you have training at all in fighting? I mean, these people are very I talented. To, I have a degree in exercise science. I know a little thing or two. I've taught a few boxing courses. I mean, for fitness purposes or for beating people's ass? I mean, I've gotten both technical and it's okay. ma- mainly been... um for physical fitness, but I do know the basic fundamentals of boxing. I've seen too many of these viral videos where this little chump beats up some guy because he doesn't know how to fight. Right. You know, and that's just me. That's, that's weighing on my head right now. You know, I'm not going to be that guy in that video getting his ass kicked by Adam Gase. You don't want to get the Superman punch from uh, Adam Gase. No, no, this is, I mean, revoke my man card if you want, but I I don't want to be in that video. I don't fair enough. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in on Russell Wilson. That's, that's the one that's most, I'm most confident in of those three lame. Yeah. It's lame, but I'm honest. Hey, listen to get fit in 2020. You don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get in the best shape of your life is with echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX one connected fitness bikes that offer a high quality at home cycling experience at less than half the price of a Peloton. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everyone, busy moms and dads, first responders, and elite athletes, whatever your activity level. And with the daily live and on-demand studio classes right in your own home, you'll never have to step foot in a gym. You'll love Echelon, but if you aren't 100% satisfied, we'll give you your money back. Join the hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon. Don't pay a ton for Peloton. Buy an Echelon bike today for under $1,000. Go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L to learn about their limited time offer, free Apple iPad, and complete details on this exclusive offer. Echelon, it's your time. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash L-O-N-F-L, echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-F-L. Okay, Joe, I'm going off the reservation for the next take. Okay. It is a horrible segue coming off of our friends at Echelon. But I just texted you a picture. Oh, boy. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's the um, the Little Debbie shelves at the grocery store. It says you can only pick one. Oh, boy. And I, I need to know what your... It's still sending. Don't worry. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the picture yet, but if Cosmic Brownies are on there, that's probably going to be the choice. Cosmic Brownies. Let me see. We got butterfly cakes, Swiss rolls, 
regular donuts, star crunch, fudge rounds, nutty buddies, Easter cakes, uh, spin wheels, honey buns, Holy strawberry doo-wops, zebra cakes, ring dings, coffee cakes, oatmeal cream pies, moon pies, uh, chocolate covered donuts, and zebra cake rolls. Um, yeah, I've got, he, I've got it now. Got the picture now, huh? Um, it's been a very popular. This has been a very popular topic of conversation. Oh, guess what's on there? Cosmic brownies. Where? Where are they at? Oh, is that uh, that middle shelf there down in the? Yeah, right above on the, the left hand side. Yeah, the bag of donuts there. next to the zebra cakes. Yeah, uh, and so there you go. The top two are side by side there. The the cosmic brownies and, and zebra cakes. Really? Yeah. No respect for honey buns, huh? Um, I mean, honey buns is something like, like, what's the criteria? I can only have one. Is there like a long? Yeah, it's like, it, it's, 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 you can only pick one. The rest got to go. Oh uh, yeah. Honey buns are, I can get a glazed donut and, and replicate that. Right. I don't know. It's, it's sticky. You know, like I don't like the messy component of a honey bun. So it's going to be on your face. You know, your hands are going to feel weird. You're going to have to my wipe. top two are nutty buddies and honey buns. Nutty buddies are overrated. No, man. Yeah. Anything with peanut butter takes the cake. Yeah, but the, the the wafer component of it, it's soft. I, I don't like. Can we it. agree that devil dogs are hot trash? Let me see. I never want to see these things. It's right down there, the row below the zebra or zebra cakes. It looks okay. Well, it's like a chocolate and cream in the middle. I mean, seems okay. It's. You've never had it. I don't think so. You like the coffee cakes? No. You don't like the coffee cakes? No. What about spin wheels? You like spin wheels? No, bad. Get the hell out of here, dude. Uh, when's the last time you ate any of this shit? Uh, no comment. That's not right. The point. That's that's what I, I always had this conversation with sweets with you. And I know that you haven't eaten anything besides salad and lean meats over the last five years. That is not true. I had a um, chicken barbecue chicken and pineapple flatbread yesterday that had a flatbread pita. Wow. So jokes on you. You're consuming some carbs. Very rare moment. Did you document it? No, I didn't. My wife always takes pictures of our meals and sends them to her parents, though. So how come I'm not in on that distribution? Because it, I don't care. No, but I'm gonna. I'm Do you gonna want go. me to start texting you pictures of my food before? No, I, I want. I want. I want to be in the wife's distribution for that. Okay, well, I'll put in a good word. She, for you she's in on my 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 animal videos. Okay, I can get the meal videos. Do you want to give me this take from the sports nut? Yeah, I do. Uh, the sports nut, Panthers fan. The, the Patriots will trade up into the top 10 for a quarterback as Joe Marino's mock suggests. This is wishful thinking so that Carolina can get those picks. No, I don't believe the Patriots will actually do that. And listen, the Patriots haven't used the first round pick on a quarterback since 1993. So I wanted to make sure that they used two of them to get one. Very good. I like that. But at the same time, they have no pick ammo and I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, take from Ian Rahulaport. <laughs> so Rahul, uh, if the Chargers take a quarterback at six, it'll be Justin Herbert. If they don't, then Herbert will fall down the board and be selected after another quarterback. Um, I don't. I don't think. It, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Dolphins fans are going to be really upset if there's no trades. And Miami sits there and picks Herbert over to it. And there will be riots. Well, because I can see that happening. That 
throws off this entire take. So I don't agree with this. And Justin Herbert will be one of the first three quarterbacks off the board. Yes, I I think he has a better chance of being QB two than he does of being QB four. Yeah. yeah, that's a good take. Good take. I'm uh, all Thanks, the way in, Joe. On that. All the way in. On Thanks. That I'm one. glad we could get back on the same page and be friends again after that whole little Debbie nonsense. Yeah. Well, dear. Put that behind us. Yep. 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 Uh, okay. I scrolled too far. Okay. From Trey. Trey says, looking at the Vikings roster pre-draft and looking at their 2020 opponents. It's hard to see them winning more than six games, which if that happens, I hope it means the end of Zimmer and Spielman. Hashtag 21-year fan. Hashtag I want a Super Bowl. Okay. So Vikings home opponents. Bears, Lions, Packers. Jaguars, Titans. So I see two wins right there so far combined. Out of all five of those games? Yeah, two. What, Lions and Jaguars? Sure. Just two. Okay. Yeah. Atlanta Falcons. Three. Carolina Panthers. Four. Dallas Cowboys. Four. Okay, so we're four and four at home. Yeah, I think we so, right? Sh- Chicago Bears again. Okay. Detroit Lions. They'll win one of those two, so there's five. Five. Packers. Nah. Houston Texans. Nah. Indianapolis Colts. Nah. New Orleans Saints. Nah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nah. CLC Hawks. Nah. <laughs> so you have the you have the Vikings going one and seven on the road. I think that his six win per, winning more than six games is a good take. I, I would say that's on nah, right. give me give me seven and nine. Zimmer I'll the X the Factor. Okay. I'll take the over. Okay, but if they don't win six games, Zimmer and Spielman are both fired. Oh, at this that? point, at this point, yes, they need to be. Okay. Uh, take from Cameron Spencer. Antoine Winfield Jr. is the safest safety. Joe, why would you use those two words back to back? I didn't. I know. I'm talking to Cameron. <laughs> I almost fell over myself here. The safest safety prospect in this class and comps favorably to the Honey Badger. I'm very comfortable with Winfield's skill set and what he can be in the NFL. I think he's Buddha Baker. Well, which is somewhat like Tyron Matthew. So I, I don't think that if comps favorably to Matthew is good. Where you lose me on safe is safety is like he does have some injury concerns. I mean, he's a fifth year sophomore. Like that that has to be factored into your your safest safety criteria. So I'll go, I'll meet you half I'll go with half of this. Then I'll take it. And the other I half just no. read the next take. Yeah, this one's for you for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna read this and don't know what the hell I'm saying, but this one is yours. Uh, and it reads from John. John Liberace, <laughs> get your full name here because of what you put on this. Kyle Krabs, very smart of him to identify that this is not for me. Got a hot take for you next week. Geno Stone, Iowa safety, is the safety version of Rick and Morty's detective baby leg. Smart and instinctive, but doesn't have the body or athleticism to execute what he sees. Okay. So for some context. There I'm is. Looking I'm looking this guy up. Detective, Detective Baby, Baby Legs. He's literally a grown man with infant legs on his body. Oh boy! Yeah. And they get it. They get into like a foot race. Oh no! Right, where they try and chase down the perp. 
and he runs like a baby. <laughs> so, he even so wears he, a diaper. Yeah. But he's like, I don't need a partner. Like, I, I'm a great detective. I know how to do everything. And this is all in like a 30-second skit. You know how f- you familiar at least with Family Guy? Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with it. You know how they do these random segues into like this crazy 30-second skit in the middle Gosh, of the show? No, I just know the name of it and what the characters look like. I have okay, no idea well, what happens. Well, it's yeah. like they go off on these random like side tangents throughout the course of the episode. It's like there's a central plot, but then like they just randomly drop these things in. And um, this is this is one of those where this this guy's like, I'm a great detective, but he has newborn baby's lower half from the waist down. But he and, has hair, hair on his legs. Right. OK. And they try to chase down a, a perp and he goes to chase him down and he runs like a baby. But his new partner earns his respect because he runs like a grown up and chases down the perp. So he's got speed. No, not baby legs. Okay. The other guy does. Baby legs runs like a baby legs would run like a four or a a five, two, a five, two. Yeah. That's respectable. I mean, forget the fact that it's a baby. The pretend it's a grown man. I don't think most grown men can run a five, two, 40 yard dash. If you're an athlete. Oh yeah. You should be able to do that. Well, Gino stone ran four, six, two. Oh, you know who Gino Stone is? I just figured it out. Uh, no, go ahead. He's Jordan Richards. That's disrespectful. Is it though? I didn't like Jordan Richards coming out. I like you like Gino Stone, Stone too. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and if Gino Stone gets drafted anywhere near where Jordan Richards got drafted, guess what? Let's go follow the same script. He was like a third or fourth round pick, wasn't he? Jordan Richards was in the second round. Oh, by the Patriots, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. That was pretty high. Take from Seth Steer. Henry Ruggs should be the only option for the 13th pick if he's gone trade back. This is for the 49ers. The Niners can finally cut Goodwin, who is another solid vertical threat, but his ball skills aren't great. Ruggs takes the offense to another level. I think he should be the pick if he's there at 13, but I'm, I don't know that you can go into this thing thinking that Ruggs is going to be there for you. Um. So with that in mind, I mean, you wouldn't take Jerry Judy. You wouldn't take CeeDee Lamb. I I get the idea of trading back. Like, if you can't land one of those top receivers, then move back if you can and, and get some – get maybe a second or third round pick because you don't have that right now. They have, like, this big, long gap. They have the two first-rounders, and then they don't pick again for – 126 picks. Yeah, or so, like, like maybe fill in some of those gaps. I, I would get on board with that. But, I mean, if – I mean, should you be that married to one position like that? No, you should not. Yes, that's that's, that's my concern. There, there could be, opinion. I mean, there could be a good player that falls there that you wouldn't want to trade back from. This one's interesting to me because I I never thought of this player as overrated, but I'm anxious to hear what you have to say. Jason says Darren Sproles is one of the most consistently overrated players of all time. All time. What do people think about what's what's the thought of him out there? I don't know. I mean, Darren Sproles, like when he had the opportunities, he was an amazing returner, right? He led the league in punt return yardage twice. He led the league in return touchdowns twice. 
He led the league in all-purpose yards. One year he had over 2,600 all-purpose yards, including return and, and offensive yardage. 2011 with the Saints. Great receiving production. I was going to say, dude consistently caught between 50 and 80 pass catches a year. I mean, now he's not churning out a bunch of yardage here, but, I mean, he's catching 55, 60 balls, five, six, seven touchdowns a year. No, I don't I don't think anybody who's putting Darren Sproles on a pedestal of anything other than being like an all-time gadget player is misplaced. So I I would disagree with this, but it's mainly because I don't think about Darren Sproles and I'm like, yeah, Darren Sproles is one of the, the 25 greatest running backs of all time. <laughs> right, yeah, if you said that, then sure, he's absolutely overrated, but who's saying that? I mean, my dude had almost 20,000 all-purpose yards in 14 years. That's, I mean, first of all, you played 14 years in the NFL. That's freaking yeah, impressive. You're, at this point, you're never overrated unless you're a backup quarterback. He's a, he played 14 seasons in the NFL and started a total of 31 games. He at made it that sticks. long. Yeah. He made it that long with his frame and never started a game wanted him on the team. And that's for three different teams. Like that wasn't just because he was a fan favorite somewhere. Like he made three different teams commit to him for a reasonable amount of time. Like he's a good player. Yeah, he scored 17 in Philly, 17 with the, the chargers and 21 with the saints. He averaged three touchdowns a year and a thousand offensive yards from scrimmage in three seasons in new Orleans. Yeah. He's properly rated. I think maybe a little underrated. Jason, you got to you got to tell us what the expectation is that would make him overrated. Yeah, uh, this is a take, tattle take. Okay, uh, turned in by the Harv. Yep, and Sanji okay. T has the the original take here. Post your unpopular 2020 NFL draft take. I'll start with mine. Jalen Hurts will go in the first round. Henry Ruggs will not be drafted in the first round. Andrew Thomas will be the first offensive tackle taken. Well, one of these three has a realistic option, right? Yeah, I think the realistic one is Andrew Thomas's OT1. I don't think Jalen Hurts goes in the first round, and I promise you Henry Ruggs goes in the first round. So, Is Henry Ruggs, Ruggs planning on robbing a bank in the next three weeks? It's fast enough, right? You can get in and out. I mean, that's, that's, that's the only way he gets out of the first round. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's going in the first round for sure. I would say that Jalen Hurts going in the first round is more likely than Henry Ruggs not going in the first round. But I don't I don't expect either one of those things to happen. Okay, last one. This one comes from Jason. Again, Kyle, double dipper. Is he is he double uh, well he had fun yeah. stuff. I don't I don't really look at that. Slide dog double dipped. Kyle Duggar is a day three guy just because of his athleticism. Otherwise, he would be a UDFA. <laughs> Such a drastic jump in competition. Uh, I'm not super worried about the jump in competition because we've seen players have this success in the past, right? Like mm-hmm. Ali Marpet was a D3 guy and he's a Pro Bowl guard for the Bucks. And I know we turn our nose up to the Pro Bowl for being kind of a joke, but he's a really good football player. And Kyle Duggar's uh, D2, D2, Lenore Ryan. So I would say Kyle Duggar is a day three prospect who becomes a day two prospect because of his athleticism. Um, he is 
literally getting by with just being such a better athlete than everybody else in the field right now. But from a testing perspective, he's going to be a better athlete than most of the players that he's playing with at the NFL level too. So now you just got to get him polished up. It is a dramatic jump in competition, but from an explosiveness and, and, and athleticism perspective, I don't necessarily think he's going to be limited. It's what role can you put him in that appeases his play style right now, which is just see and hunt down the football. That's what he does on tape. So it's going to do it for us here today on draft dudes. Another good episode of takes on takes in the books. Oh, breaking news. Okay. I don't know if you saw this. I haven't. The, so the senior bowl's giving us the hookup. Senior bowl, just, senior bowl just uploaded the um, running back and tight end drills versus linebackers and safeties. Bless you, Jim Nagy. Thank you, sir. So more film to watch. Can't wait. I'm reaching the point where I don't want to watch football players. In this year's draft. <laughs> It always lasts like two weeks, but I'm reaching that point where I'm just about done. Well, and you're bottom of the barrel guys too, right? We're talking last yeah, so 20, 25 guys left probably. I'm inside the last 20 reports I have to write this yeah, year, and right. I don't want to write them. Jerry Judy's <laughs> not not on the horizon, you know? <laughs> no, I didn't save anybody good like that for the very end. Uh, my wife I don't always, think I could get, get away with asked it. me last night, she goes, why don't you save good players for the end? I'm like... Because I got to know where they're at on the board. Like, because people want to know my opinion on the good players three months ago. Like, I can get away with writing up, uh, you know, Dalton Keen tonight, but it, it was it was a good suggestion, but it doesn't work that way. Yeah, unfortunately, the demands of the gig. Yeah. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, thanks for listening to Draft Dudes. Be back tomorrow. We're going to talk tight end class. Probably talk a little bit about Dalton Keene. Yeah. So you have that to look forward to. Some other day three guys, as Joe said. There's interesting players, just no star power. But that doesn't mean we can't dig and find people worth your team investing in, and we will tell you who they are tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys again tomorrow.